everybody. I'm Gary Ebersol. Richard Kipling here. And I'm Randy Schultz. Welcome to Camp Codger, a podcast for people in their golden years. Join us to hear rocking chair wisdom from three old guys. Staying healthy and fit can be an ongoing challenge for those of us in our golden years. But the fact is, physical fitness is important for people of all backgrounds and all ages. In many ways, physical fitness is even more important for people age 65 and older. Today's episode of Camp Codger is all about fitness. We'll be talking with Meredith Chen from a great website called SeniorFitnessWithMeredith.com. Meredith is going to share her insights about staying fit in our later years and how to start exercising again, even if you haven't exercised in years. But first, what have you guys been up to this past week? Well, I went camping. Is that a great thing to talk about on Camp Codger? Absolutely. I was sleeping in the woods. I was roasting marshmallows on an open fire and peeing behind trees. <laughs> Very daring. <laughs> it was fabulous. It was. I really loved it. I love being surrounded by the beauty of nature. But I got to tell you, I sure enjoyed getting a hot shower and washing off all the nature when I got home. So we're just happy and we're relieved that you found your way back to Camp Codger. It would have been a bit ironic, no, if you'd missed an episode of Camp Codger because you were roasting marshmallows at a real campsite in the mountains. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Gary, somebody told me that you want to tell us a joke. Now that Randy and I have done our best to warm up the audience, why don't you tell us the joke of the day? This joke reminds us that sometimes your choice of words can make a huge difference. Be careful what you say. Two old friends, we'll call Randy and Richard, decided to go hunting. Deep in the woods, suddenly, Richard collapses. He doesn't seem to be breathing and his eyes are glazed over. In a panic, Randy whips out his phone and calls 911. A quick sidebar. Randy has really, really good cell service. <laughs> anyway, back to the joke. Randy says, my friend just collapsed. I think he's dead. What do I do? The operator says, calm down. I can help. First, let's make sure. <laughs> First, let's make sure he's really dead. There's silence. <laughs> then a gunshot is heard. <laughs> <laughs> Randy comes back on the line and says, okay, now what? <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Just because I, I'm having trouble understanding this. This joke was told to you by a computer? Yes. <laughs> this was sick. a computer joke. This computer has a morbid sense of humor, but funny as oh. all get out. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Oh, I, I just want to apologize to Richard right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I misunderstood the instruction. <laughs> you know what? Now we can get Chat GPT to write an obit for Richard. <laughs> Moving right along, let's start our show. Randy, it's time to get serious. Thanks, Gary. Our special guest today on Camp Codger is Meredith Chen. Meredith is a professional fitness trainer. 
In fact, Meredith is a fitness trainer for seniors. Her website is called Senior Fitness with Meredith.com, and she has a wonderful Facebook page also called Senior Fitness with Meredith. Meredith lives in Arizona, but every day seniors from all over the United States and throughout the English-speaking world use her videos to add strength, flexibility, and balance to their lives. We've asked Meredith to share her insights and professional knowledge about how to start exercising again, even if it's been a long time since you had an exercise routine. Meredith, I am delighted to welcome you to Camp Codger. Thank you so much for having me on today. This is a wonderful experience to talk with all of you. <laughs> well, it's, I hope it's going to be as good for you as it will be for us, because I know we're, we're all looking forward to it. This is going to be great. You bet. Let's start with a pretty obvious question. You know, I've watched a lot of your videos, which are great. You know what you're talking about. You're a great demonstrator of exercises and whatnot. But tell us and our listeners how you got started as a fitness instructor for senior citizens. So many, many years ago, I had started a company doing personal training, group fitness training, and boot camps. One of my personal training clients was working at a senior community, and she asked if I had any desire to to kind of supplement my work that I was doing and to, to come in as a fitness coordinator. So meaning helping with programming of the classes and teaching a lot of the classes. So I said, I'll come in, I'll give it a try. I'll, I'll submit my application, so to speak, but I had never just dealt with seniors. I have trained some in the past, but to work in a community um, was quite intimidating to me at the time. So went in, fell in love with all of the residents there, taught a class, and it went really well. Uh, I was able to handle my own, and they offered me the position. So at that point, I said, yeah, I would love to do this. Let me do more research. I really want to learn what I'm doing. And there was not much out there. That I found very interesting that we had a void and how we should deal with seniors when it comes to their body in any other way besides mm. physical therapy. And from a doctor's standpoint, um, I started doing my own research, shadowing physical therapists and coming up with classes and formatting that went on for years and then started my YouTube and um, web-based channel, Senior Fitness with Meredith. So, so you kind of had to invent it as you, as you uh, got into it. Yeah, in a way, I feel like I did because... Again, there just there wasn't a book to go read to learn. There weren't many webinars, which um, when you are a personal trainer or group fitness trainer, you have to get a continuing education credit. So you'd think there'd be something out there. There was not that I thought was correct for dealing with the senior body. That's when, yeah, I did have to create something on my own that I thought would be best. It seemed to work because the, the residents and seniors that I've worked with ever since seem to really enjoy it. So, so Meredith, how is the working with the senior mm -hmm. body different from working with a, say, 40-year-old body? There's not too many differences, I will say that. But the biggest one is taking into consideration all that it has been through over the many years. Dealing with a body that may have knee replacements, shoulder issues, hip replacements, 
hypertension, diabetes, strokes in the past, had many falls. The list goes on and on, right? You have to learn how to deal with that body and what is best for each individual to keep them safe, first and foremost. It's all about form and safety. That's the, the main difference is you just have to know that you're dealing with a lot more issues, most likely. What are your thoughts on weight training for seniors? Very important. It's <laughs> a good start. Um, I think it's really overlooked. Strength training for seniors is really overlooked because we think about, of course, the stretching, balance and mobility, of course, top priority, but keeping muscles strong so we can continue our activities of daily living so we can get through our days and stay as independent as we possibly can. Adding strength training into your routine is going to help with that. It's not only going to grow your muscles, it's going to keep your bones strong. It's going to keep you with better posture, better balance, because you're going to strengthen the entire body, including the core and the lower body, even if you're seated doing it. So it is vitally important to make sure strength training, even if you're only lifting one, two or three pound dumbbells, is mm. included because it just will help the body strengthen you know, independence is always the number one thing that I hear if I'm in an independent community or speaking with people who are still are independent. So being able to keep them that way is, is very important for them. And that's where strength training really does help. Some of our listeners probably haven't exercised for a while, or at least mm -hmm. don't have a regular program of exercise. How right. would you suggest that <laughs> they start exercising again? getting back on track, right? It's not easy to do. My first thing I would say is to start slow. Don't go all in. If you heard someone took this great class or is watching this video that they love, go at your pace. Don't go at the pace of the person that you see doing it and who's been doing it for years. Or again, like I said before, we have a really big issue, all of us, no matter what our age is, where we're trying to get somewhere a lot of the time, or we're comparing ourselves to what we used to be able to do. So we think mm. we should go all in and do it that way. Where we have to really stop and say, you know, I need to be happy with where I am right now today in order to grow. So starting slow, and then hopefully being able to grow from there. That's good advice. Basically, a lot of that boils down to you're not 35 anymore, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And our bodies change as they should. <laughs> really, Randy? Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I got to just break. I got to break it to you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Meredith was being so nice, but you know, I mean, hey. <laughs> okay. The truth will <laughs> out. A little tough love, Randy. That's okay. Mentally, we can right? It. Mentally, we're still there. We want to feel like we're yep. still there, but then our bodies is different. So, yes. So, starting slow. Yes. That's my first bit of advice for getting okay. back on track. <laughs> Meredith, is there any way to self-evaluate what you should and shouldn't undertake? I've been an exercise addict all my life, and I recently learned about something called walking soccer. I played soccer in college and all the rest of it, but I'd love to take it up again, but I don't know if I should. Right, there, right. Yeah. 
Ah, walking soccer. I have not heard of this. I can I mentally see, I think, what that would mean. <laughs> pretty right? ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it's the only thing I can do. That's what it comes down to. It's kind of like going on a walk and you find that rock and you kind of kick it for a while until yeah. you lose it, right? It's kind of like that. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> No, I think you should always kind of do a self-evaluation prior to starting if you haven't worked out in a while. Uh, where are you at? It's always good to self-evaluate prior to jumping into anything. Obviously, we all need to be humbled with ourselves and know where we're at right now, as hard as right. that is to do. So making sure we know where we're at so we stay safe. Because if this is something we want to get into or back into, we need to look long-term and we're doing it uh, to keep ourselves, again, independent, mobile, mm -hmm. get stronger, of course, physically, but in every other way, mentally and emotionally, exercise will help you do that. Being able to continue to do it after we start again is very important. What can I do? What have I done in the past? What do I want to be able to do? And then slowly go from there. So yeah, doing a self-evaluation is very important. I think that's a great idea. So can you get specific a little bit? If you haven't exercised for a while, are there like three or four great exercises that are easy to just kind of start and get back into it? Definitely. So I always like to put things in a seated context and standing. And a lot of times it's the same thing. It just depends on if you are comfortable standing or if you are restricted to staying seated right now. So if you're sitting in a chair or you're standing, just doing a simple march of lifting up one foot and then the other. Focus on keeping the core pulled in tight. Working on your mobility there. See where you're at. A lot of times when you're first starting back out, um, hip flexors very tight. Maybe you just don't have that mobility. Your foot hardly comes up off the ground. Perfectly fine. That's where we have to focus on getting that range of motion and strengthening through the abdominals, the hip flexors, the quadriceps. And if we're standing, focusing on really getting that good mobility in our ankle joints. So starting there, that's always a really, really good one. Focusing on just our balance in general, or say you're doing that marching movement, like I just said, but just lift up one foot and hold it up. Even if you need to hold on to that sturdy chair, countertop, or wall if you're standing, Staying seated, you're going to really focus on keeping the abdominals pulled in tight. Lift the foot up and count to 10. And I always like to tell people to count out loud because we have a tendency to hold our breath when we work out and we do certain movements. So count out loud. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. Do one side and the other. And then just uh, continually do that over days and you'll see that you'll get better and better at your balance. So that's always kind of a fun one to start with and to progress from. And I always like to tell people really focus on core because it's just the center of everything. Not only our balance if we're seated or standing, but it helps with every movement that we do throughout the day from getting into a car to leaning over and picking up something off of the floor to bringing our grocery bag in or gardening outside, um, taking the dog for a walk and needing to lean over to clean up after them. Keeping the core strong, helping with our posture is very important. So even sitting in a chair, you can sit at the very front of the chair, lean back, focus on the abdominal wall, using that to help you sit back up nice and tall and repeat that. Um, 12 to 15 repetitions, see how you feel. 
not using momentum, not pulling from the hip flexors in the lower body, really focusing on the abdominal wall is going to be um, really, really good for you also. So that's great advice. I don't always think about sitting down as an opportunity to do exercise, but it right. really is, especially for some folks. It's a wonderful place to start because they need that core strength. They need those mm-hmm. basic bu- muscles to get a little stronger. You did mention posture, and that's one of yes. the things that aging seems almost inevitable that we lose our good posture as we get older. Are there specific exercises you recommend Mm -hmm. for people who need to improve their posture? Definitely. So going back to core, core is always great because core is not just the front of the body. It wraps all the way around to what's called obliques on the side, our hips, and then our lower back. Uh, So keeping all of that very strong. Back to strength training, like you said, very important because if we can get those upper back muscles engaged, opening up the chest, really focusing on pulling our shoulders back, that really helps with our posture. A lot of times we lose that. We start to go forward. The shoulders roll forward. So making sure we're focusing on strengthening our upper back and then working on neck muscles. I think a lot of time we we don't think about those, but just nodding up and down and turning our head side to side, keeping that mobility. And then when we're sitting, just constantly doing posture checks, one big shoulder roll, release the shoulder blades down the spine, staying nice and tall as much as possible. If you were using a walker or a cane, making sure you're using one that's to your height and is working good for you, not hunched over as you're using it. Our listeners cannot see us right now, but while you were going through that part of the body <laughs> roll call, I was moving it. I was moving it. And you know, you're you right. can move around when you're seated. You don't have to yes. sit like a rock. So that's, that's, right. that's a really good thing for me personally to remember. Yeah. yeah. I always like to tell people no matter what age, especially now, like I said, it, it seems like we're all kind of stuck to a chair a lot of the day. Um, if you don't consciously do it, put a timer on your phone. We all have phones now with timers for at least every 30 minutes to an hour. Do a posture check. If you're able to stand up, just do a quick stretch and move around and take a sip of water so you continually stay hydrated as well. Can we talk more about hydration? I have, I've had a couple of episodes in the last year or so mm-hmm. exercising outside in warm weather where I passed out I was told it was hydration, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on hydration. Yes, I'm big on hydration. So I constantly (laughs) say always have water close by when you're doing a workout. Pre-hydrating prior to workouts, hydrating during, hydrating after. In the winter, in the summer, no matter what season it is, we all think if I'm sweating a lot, that's when I need to hydrate the most, when that's not necessarily true. We need to hydrate constantly. And as we age, a lot of times we don't eat as much, we don't drink as much. We don't have the desire to. Uh, A lot of medications will deplete us from our hydration, so we become dehydrated easier. Or different things, illnesses will dehydrate us in different ways. So very important to stay hydrated. Thank you. One of the things that I think is hard for everybody is motivation. How do you Mm -hmm. get motivated? How do you stay motivated? Are there tricks you use, rewards you can give yourself? It's a tough one. Yeah, all of the above. 
Big dishes of ice cream. Big dishes of ice cream are a really good uh, reward. I'd run a marathon for a dish of ice cream. <laughs> there you go. See, yeah. there's your reward. Maybe Meredith disagrees, but it, it works for me. I'm really big on the balance of things because we, we aren't robots. We're humans. Um, we need something to look forward to in life, right? So, of course, everything in moderation. But staying motivated really focus on trying to find something that you enjoy to do. Uh, do you enjoy going for walks outside when you're able to, when weather allows? Do you like group fitness classes at a gym outside of your home? Do you like staying in your home? Finding something you enjoy that you look forward to doing, not necessarily even look forward to doing, but you know you'll get gratification after you finish. That's, that's a big part of it. A lot of times we have to wait till we finish our workout to say, wow, that was really good. And that's our motivator to want to do it again the next time. Remember that feeling you had at the end of it when you feel accomplished. That's a big thing. If I work out for the entire month and I do at least three days a week, I'll get to go out to my favorite restaurant and get dessert while I'm there maybe buy a new workout outfit. We all have different motivators. Having an end goal, knowing that that's not really the end if you reach it, whether it be I do three days a week for a month, that's my goal. And then you do that and you realize I was able to do that. Let's see what I can do next month. And you create a new goal. That's a motivator for many, many people. Having a schedule and writing it down when you do a workout each day is a good motivator because we don't want to have a day that we were supposed to work out blank. Even if you were supposed to do a workout that you don't feel like doing on that day, you can always do something. Some type of intentional movement is so important. So making sure we have something to write in on that day is also a great motivator. And remembering that, again, we are human. Things do happen. And it's okay if for some reason we had to miss a day. Just get back on track the following day or when our body says it's time to. We can't let it rule us and overwhelm us. We just have to know that we're doing it for long-term reasoning from the long haul, staying independent, feeling good, staying mobile. I think independent living you mentioned is really important to folks as we get older because that's the one fear we have is it will lose that ability and, and thinking of exercise as a remedy to that, a way to avoid having to go into, say, assisted living, it could be a great motivator. Even working in communities with people from independent living, that was one of their biggest motivators was so they didn't have to go over to assisted living at any time. They wanted to try as much as they could to stay healthy, of course, with their diet and then exercise and staying social and all of the other ways that it's so important to stay independent. But exercise will definitely help Again, if we do it properly, we make sure we're staying safe and we're doing what we should be doing for our bodies. So how do you know when you're doing the right amount of exercise? That's a tough one because we're all so different depending on the level that you're at. Always going slow into it. And then when you get to a point, most of the time we can get to points and we feel our body almost wants more or we know we're not getting as winded as we used to. These dumbbells feel really light compared to the way they used to feel. That band strength is much easier. Depending on the workout that you're doing, 
you usually start to feel that it's not as taxing of a workout as it was prior when you started. Using those cues that your body and mind are giving you, working together saying, okay, maybe I should try to up it. And if you do, I always like to say, if you decide to do a little bit higher intensity, heavier weights, longer walk time, see how your body reacts to that. When you finish, you might feel great, but see how you feel the rest of that day, the next day, and even the next day after that. See how everything feels, muscles, mind, body, everything, and know that that is probably where you should be going, what you should be doing, and then keep that up until your body says, hey, we're, we're ready to bump it up again. Is it okay to feel sore after you've exercised? Is that just a, sort it of is. a normal part of it? No, it's depending on the body. I still get sore all the time. Intensity is always a little different. Body reacts different all the time. Being sore for days and days and days is not a good thing. Um, Being sore for a couple of days, that is fine because it shows that you've used the muscles in a different way. And working out again, as crazy as it sounds, actually will help reduce the soreness. But being sore is okay. (laughs) (laughs) These these are great lessons. We've covered a lot. We've covered a lot. (laughs) So, all right, here's the bottom line for this show. Is it ever too late to start (laughs) exercising again? Can we all do something? (laughs) Yes, we can. So no matter what your age, no matter what your level, we (laughs) all should have some intentional movement and keep exercising every day because, of course, it's great for the body. We are made to move. We need to move. We need to think. We need to have action in our lives in different ways. Any age, yes, you can work out and you can start at any age. You'll notice what a difference it makes in your life. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but I have been inspired by Meredith. I want to go out and do some exercising like right now. Um, Let's go. Meredith, you make it sound like it's fun to exercise and you certainly make a great case for exercise as a lifelong practice of health and wellness. And that's a message I think we all need to remember. Meredith, where can our listeners learn more about your work? How can they contact you if they want some personalized fitness counseling? My webpage, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com, has all of the content that we create from workouts. We have podcasts as well, and a great place to get in touch with me. So if you ever have any questions going on there, hitting the contact form, and you can send me an email. I always get back with people. Also on YouTube, Senior Fitness with Meredith, that's where all the the library of content is. If you want to start with the workouts, going straight there. And then you can always comment on one of the videos, and then I respond to those as well. So many ways to get in touch with me. Awesome. Meredith, thank you so much for being a guest thank with you. us. Mm-hmm. Many well, thanks. Thank you guys so much. We've enjoyed it thoroughly. And I want to say thank you to all of our listeners out there in podcast land. We do this show for you. Please tell your friends about Camp Codger, please encourage them to visit. Please send us comments. And we will see you right here at Camp Codger next week. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to Camp Codger on your favorite podcast app or sign up on our website. As always, we would love to hear from you. Drop us an email at campcodger at gmail.com. Post a comment at www.campcodger.com 
or leave a voicemail at 505-216-6171.